It's all about just making sure that you're putting out something valuable for the audience. Once you hit that mark, then you start tweaking it to figure out ways to maybe make it more interesting and insert some personality. Social media could be the key that unlocks a firm's growth potential, but getting it right can be tricky. As a lawyer coming up with the content, you really should be scripting it yourself and, and coming up with those ideas. You got to remember that social media is about expressing yourself too. So if it's not originally from you or your voice, it's going to just come off weird. You're listening to Personal Injury Mastermind, where we give you the tools you need to take your personal injury practice to the next level. It's no secret why Mike Mandel is the number one lawyer on social media. His informative and entertaining videos have attracted over 106 million likes on TikTok and 7 million followers on social media. Though he did not originally intend to go viral, his short clips did make the law accessible and the public can't get enough. Relevant themes like what to do when you get pulled over and how to deal with the police combined with a whole lot of authentic personality is a recipe for success. Today, Mike and I talk about the core concepts of creating engaging content, what to do with the negative comments, and why social media is one of the most economical marketing choices a firm can make. I'm your host, Chris Dreyer, founder and CEO of Rankings.io. We help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings with search engine optimization. Being at the forefront of marketing is all about understanding people. So let's get to know our guest. Mike comes from a family of personal injury lawyers. After a decade of making a name for himself at a prestigious firm, he decided to take the leap and start his own practice. He shares with us the moments that led to that decision. Here's Mike Mandel, managing partner at Mandel Law. I come from a family of lawyers, so I grew up with this my entire life, and it always just interested me hearing about the cases, uh, how my family would help people who were injured by the fault of someone else, and um, you know, just kind of came naturally to me growing up in that environment. Yeah, and you had a decade of your career. You're you're working at a very prestigious law firm, and you really made a name for yourself. But you know, what was that moment where you're like, "Hey, I'm going to step out. I'm going to start my own firm." What, what was kind of that moment? I was working at uh, in big law. I was doing uh, product liability defense. So I was on the other side. I know you have an audience of mostly personal injury plaintiffs lawyers, I assume. So I got a little sick of representing the bad guys. After a while, it, it just doesn't seem like you're fighting for the right person. So I switched over to my family's firm at the, I think it was October of 2020, but that was the first time I could start using social media. So when you work at a big law, you have to go through all this red tape. By the time you want to put something out, it's not even what you wanted. But now working at my family's firm, I had the opportunity to do that. But sure enough, within about a month of using social media, it blew up to a point where I couldn't work with my family and also continue doing what I was doing on social media. So again, I had to pivot. Uh, and that's when I opened up my own law firm and, and kind of devoted myself to educating the public about the law. Yeah, well, I want to focus in on something you said. You know, this is 2020, right? So you've grew this amazing following in a few years. And, and I heard an interview where you mentioned that your goal was to be the Bill Nye of law. So first, in your words, you know, what, what does that mean to you? Yeah, well, I, I think Bill Nye, I grew up with him as a kid. Uh, he made science entertaining and science is a dry, kind of boring topic. And so is the law. And I've kind of taken some inspiration from 
uh, Bill Nye, even though a lot of people say Bill Nye is not a real scientist. I'm actually a real lawyer, so maybe not the best person to compare to, but the style of how he presented dry topics really inspired me to use that with the law and find creative ways to explain things in simple terms to the general public. And I think that's what you know society really is craving because the law is so confusing and no one knows how to navigate through it except for lawyers. And, you know, just like science, the law intersects with everything we do. You know, Bill Nye could talk about your gum is made out of these, you know, chemicals or whatever, and you could walk down the street and I could probably name seven laws that, you know, would relate to you. You know, I'd say, and I really got to applaud you because, you know, in the legal space, you're right. The content's really dry. We had Ed Herman from uh, Ed Versus. He's got his own YouTube channel and he really, really made it kind of entertaining from a different aspect. I saw him reviewing a movie on Batman and was talking about the laws that were broke, you know, but your, your first video, I think I went in my research, it was only 15 seconds long, but it went just crazy viral. So kind of tell me about that. What happened with that video? So it wasn't my first video. And if, if my first okay. video is not on there anymore, it's probably because I took it down uh, after some time, but it, just so everyone knows out there, I didn't, it wasn't like my first video and all of a sudden it blew up. Uh, my, my very initial ones were, were pretty bad when I look at it now. And that's something you notice uh, as you can create content for a while. Uh, you continually try to improve things. It kind of hurts to look at some of the original stuff. But I think the video you're talking about, or one of the first ones I know that went you know, viral, uh, was just what to say when the cops pull you over. You know, do you know how fast you were going? Again, when I went into this, I wasn't thinking this is going to be a viral thing. I was hoping to get my friends and maybe their friends to see my face and call my family's firm at the time. But looking back on stuff now, you know, the post was so popular because it's a common thing that people have to deal with. And they're worried either they've dealt with it or they're worried about dealing with it. And they want to know a lawyer's perspective. What do I say? What's the best thing to say? And of course, we kind of did it in an interesting visual way, but at the same time, it's that, that information that people were seeking. Yeah. I think from the consumer perspective, when I get on your TikTok and I get on your YouTube channel, your content is really relatable. Some of it is very specific, right? Like mixed in, but like, there's a lot of these broad topics that we all kind of experience. And, and uh, I think you've just done a really great job at that. So I kind of want to just dive into the social media strategy. TikTok, I checked today, you've got, I think, six and a half million followers. YouTube, you're over a million. And the personal injury attorneys listening are like, hey, I'm posting a social every day. I hired a video company. We did some videos, but, you know, they've got 500 followers. And, you know, so let's kind of break this down. You know, what was that tipping point? Was it Was it steady content? Was it Quality, volume, combination of both. Consistency is, is key. And consistency doesn't mean you have to post every day. It just means you have to do the same cadence. So if you're going to post once a week, continue posting once a week. Don't mess with the algorithm. It gets used to you know, your posting schedule. And definitely don't post something and then take a month off. That's a mistake I think a lot of people make. A lot of people get burned out in the sense that they don't see the numbers that they want to see right away. I can tell you it was probably 20 or 25 posts into that one. And, you know, my first one maybe got a hundred people looked at it and I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, steadily kept going, but uh, the consistency is how you get there. And, you know, another tip is 
again, kind of going back to what we were saying, figure out the things that are common that people care about knowing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I've taken on the role of, of, of the Bill Nye, right, of law, of, of explaining all law. But, you know, for personal injury attorneys out there, you need to think about what are things that related to your field that, you know, the common person would want to know about. And it doesn't necessarily need to be that they need a lawyer for. It's just tips. Like I had, I had one post explaining why you should have UM or UIM coverage. I didn't think that thing was going to do well at all, but it did. It did really well because the purpose of the post was explain what the coverage is, that it's fairly cheap to add and that it protects you you know, if the other person has no insurance or crap insurance or a hit and run or whatever, right? And people are like, thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for, for sharing this information. I'm going to buy it right now. And it's those things that you got to think about. I give an example sometimes too, like if you're a, a bankruptcy lawyer, you could talk about bankruptcy laws and people are going to fall asleep or you talk about how to improve your credit score. You know, like just think about things that could be related to what you deal with, but you want to give people tips that they can act on right away that they don't necessarily need to call you for and start building that trust with the community that you build. I think it's a great piece of advice. I mean, you, you got to give them the content that, that people want and it appeals to a broader audience. If you're just too specific, you're a trucking guy and you're just talking about trucking accidents, you're basically segmenting yourself and you're, you're not creating content for this whole audience. And eventually you're putting your audience to sleep. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, if all you want are trucking customers though, maybe, maybe that works. I think one thing that people need to keep in mind with social media is that it's not so much about the numbers. Yes, the numbers show that you have a big reach, but really it's about the community you build. I'd rather have a thousand people or 500 people that are commenting and engaging with me every day than 500,000 people and only 1% or you know whatever of them are, are really engaging with me because social media is a tool to, to build trust with people who may not be a client now, who may be a client later. And then you have a, a real opportunity there to find an audience that likes what you do. So that's why I say a lot of times, don't get so caught up on the numbers, get caught up on, are people reacting and engaging with you? And are you building, no matter how big or small it is, a team of, of people that like to back you up and see the content that you put out? And there's a, there's a ton there that I want to kind of touch on, pay-per-click and the a lot of different channels and they're just so saturated. So what are the advantages that you, you kind of alluded to the community side, you know, is there a place in your strategy for these other channels like pay-per-click and things like that? Or are you just really concentrating on the owned asset, building your communities on social? I have so many things going on at once that I haven't thought about, you know, the other forms of media uh, or advertising. Uh, not that I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. I do think there's an advantage to all of it, even billboards out there, which I'm still <laughs> surprised that I see when I drive down the freeway, like 30 PI lawyer uh, billboards. But social media is free, essentially, except for your time. And you get so much more of a result from it because people, you can communicate with these people. It's not an, a commercial advertisement where people watch it. Maybe they don't even want to watch it because it's interrupting their TV show. And, you know, a few of them call you. Social media, people are coming to your page. They're coming to your content because they like it. So if you can start to establish that, that's so much stronger than just putting out an advertisement that most people don't want to see. I never thought about it from that perspective. They have kind of that connection to you. They can engage with you. And I really like that aspect of it. You know, I, I think the personal injury attorneys listening, 
And maybe it's because of the type of content they're putting out. But, you know, the first comment they get every time is ambulance chaser. And then when I put content out, I get called ambulance chaser chaser. So, you know, what What do you do? Do you do you block these? Do you keep the, the negative comments because they help with engagement? You know, what what's kind of the strategy there? I mean, I still get those comments, too. When it comes to negative comments, most of the time I just don't even respond to them. If it's like super bad, something derogatory or, or, or whatnot, you know, I'll, I'll delete those because I just don't want that stuff on my uh, pages. But criticism, you got to take it, you know, and you got to be willing to take it. And, and what's kind of fascinating is as your community grows, uh, they'll back you up without you having to back yourself up. So let them kind of make the arguments for you. You certainly can respond to like ambulance chaser. You can say, ha ha, you know, we've all heard that one, but uh, seriously, you know, lawyers can help you in certain situations. And, you know, I think there was some stat that said, if you get a PI lawyer, your, your settlement or verdict is this much more, right? So there's certain things you could throw out there if you want. But yeah, you got to kind of just go with it. You're not going to make everyone happy, no matter what. Just focus on the people you are making happy. Yeah, I think I heard a, a similar comment from Grant Cardone, how basically his community would back him up because, you know, he's very polarizing in a different type of way. Let's talk about like the fear, right? You're, do you ever get nervous in front of the ca- camera, you know, tongue tied? Did you did you sit around watching Toastmasters and Tony Robbins? Like kind of what goes into that preparation to get you in the right mindset? I think in the beginning, I was definitely stiff. That's why those I was telling you those first videos were just hard to watch. Everything, as we know, uh, is practice makes perfect. You know, I think one of like the biggest tips of getting over public speaking is doing it right. So it's the same thing with these videos. You, you're going to be a little rusty. You're, you're not going to be perfect. But as you do them and you keep doing them and, and do them consistently, you're going to get into a rhythm and it's going to become uh, not so awkward and, and different for you to, to handle. And, you know, again, goes back to the community and the audience always be watching what they say, how they critique things like that. Cause you know, some of it might be, you know, whatever you don't want to listen to, like your voice is too high. I mean, you're probably not gonna be able to change that, but if there's little criticisms in there that actually could be adjusted, you know, take those into account and adjust it. Hug your haters. Every complaint is an opportunity to improve. Mike explains how he handles distribution once a piece of content performs well. So I've, I've never paid for an ad. The idea is, is never to make it viral. It's, it's, it's kind of impossible to predict that, but there are you know, techniques and things you can do that increase those chances. Uh, you know, making sure that your video is short, that it's to the point, that maybe it has a catchy hook, things like that. I can't tell you how many times I think something's not going to be viral and it's viral and I think something is and it's not. But it's all about just making sure that you're putting out something valuable for the audience. Once you hit that mark, then you start tweaking it to figure out ways to maybe make it more interesting and insert some personality. But you've got to start from that, you know, initial uh, building block of what is the valuable piece of information I'm giving here. To get engagement, it's all about giving, giving, giving. But you can't give all of yourself 100% of the time. When it comes to building teams, Mike has this to say. You can do this on your own and you can do it with the team. Obviously, a team makes it easier. And for for busy lawyers out there, that may make sense if they can afford it. I think uh, editors can be very valuable uh, for editing your video because I'm sure most of the lawyers out there don't know how to edit. 
is someone filming my team for the content creation is myself and my cousin, who's the guy behind the camera and the one editing. I just got lucky to have a family member that <laughs> knew what to do. You may have a family member out there. You may not. But uh, director, editor are probably the critical ones. As a lawyer coming up with the content, you really should be scripting it yourself and, and coming up with those ideas because you got to remember that social media is about expressing yourself too. So if it's not originally from you or your voice, it's going to just come off weird. I booked a big video agency. We had a very expensive uh, month of shoots, but I didn't do the scripts. They just gave me the topic, you know, like, hey, I know this information. I can speak on it. And the thing that I realized was there were certain talking points or certain elements of each topic that I didn't hit on enough. And I didn't really control that. And I think had I created maybe even just a basic, you know, bullet points of those main components I want to talk about, it have been, you know, better served. There's a kind of format, especially when making short form content, you got to generalize it as much as possible, get down the points that you want to make, and then start figuring out how to cut the fat because you only have, I think they have up to 60 seconds, some are longer, but in reality, it's, it's only like, you know, 20 seconds or less that you want to try to provide this information, which is really, you know, a lot of times the biggest part of the battle is figuring out what to say, how to say it and how to say it quickly. Generating leads from social media is a long game. And while many like the immediate response that comes from direct response or TV ads, it does have a high associated cost. Mike had this to say about firms that are not seeing results from their social media efforts. You know, safe to assume that they haven't been consistent or doing it for quite a, quite a while. It's not instantaneous. Again, using like uh, lead generation companies or, or commercials, uh, you will get a, a, usually a faster return, but you're spending a lot of money up front. And so social media, you just have to think about it as something that you're adding on to your business, that you're adding on to yourself in a sense, and make the time to do it. And again, you know, you can post every day or not, depending on what your schedule is like, but just do that consistently. And you'll be surprised as it starts to grow. It's one of those things too, where they may remember your video that gave a tip and it's subconsciously in their head. And then it, you pop up again for them later. So it may not be the video that you put out that day is the one that you get a client from. It could be, you know, six months from then, who knows, but it's about building your brand so that you're available there when people are searching on social media. And one thing that I've noticed too on socials, particularly TikTok, and you're doing the trends and individuals want to see those types of trends is the algorithm on TikTok is so good compared to say Instagram or Facebook, where I'm seeing my friends and maybe some of their content, but now it's showing like more interest-based when you see these trends pop up, it, it might be easier to create content and know kind of what consumers want versus say YouTuber or Instagram, do the trends like help with the, the ideation aspect? What's your thoughts there? So I think I've done a handful of trends. Um, be honest, I don't do the trends that much unless you can do a, a really unique spin on it. It's just going to get lost in the mix. And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. You should be focusing on, you know, your content trends come and go, right? But making something valuable that's your voice is going to be more significant. Again, though, if you can find an interesting way to spin it that you know no one else has done and you think people are going to dig it, then do it. 
like the, by the nature of being different, you automatically stand out type of mentality. Nice. Yeah. Well, Mike, this has been fantastic. You've given away so much valuable information and and you've got leadsbymike.com, the course coming out. I'm going to really encourage everyone to go to. One final question here. What's next for Law by Mike? I think the next thing on our plate is long form content on YouTube. We're trying to kind of pivot to put out more long form content. Some of it's going to be mostly entertainment with a little bit of a legal spin to it. And some of it's going to be, you know, legal how to's, but we're trying to kind of expand from the short form where I started from and and provide more information and longer form content. It's less about the numbers you reach, but the community you build. To grow your community, stay consistent in your posting schedule and stick with it. Figure out the common things that people in your community care about knowing and that are related to your field that helps build trust with your community. Not everyone will love what you create. Focus on the people that you can make happy and let the rest roll off your back. It is impossible to predict what will go viral. Fall back on providing value. Not everyone is natural in front of the camera. Be okay with making a few stiff videos until you find your rhythm. Hug your haters and learn from criticism. We've only scratched the surface. Check out Law by Mike. He is launching a course that teaches all of the specifics of social media marketing for lawyers. I'd like to thank Mike Mandel from Mandel Law and Law by Mike for sharing his story with us. And I hope you gained some valuable insights from the conversation. You've been listening to Personal Injury Mastermind. I'm Chris Dreyer. If you like this episode, leave us a review. We love to hear from our listeners. I'll catch you on next week's PIM with another incredible guest and all the strategies you need to master personal injury marketing.